Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's Sabina calling to tell you about my dinosaur Christmas wish list. Um, when I was little, like first or second grade, I grew up in Stuttgart, Germany. And one day we took a field trip to the Naturkundesmuseum, which is the Natural History Museum in Stuttgart. And we saw the dinosaur exhibit there. And I think that was the first time I remember actually falling in love with dinosaurs. And afterwards, we got to go to the gift shop, and some kids' parents had given them some money to spend at the gift shop, but of course my parents didn't. And, but I I saw and fell in love with this red plastic dinosaur toy. And I cried and I cried and I cried until my teacher broke down and bought it for me so I would stop crying because I was a brat when I was little. And I remember I loved that toy so much. I carried it with me all over the place. It always had a really prominent spot on my shelf when I was little. But then one day, uh, after we'd moved back to the States, I was in either middle school or high school, and I decided I would get rid of all of my uncool baby stuff and try to pretend to be a cool kid. And so I ended up getting rid of a lot of toys, including the red plastic dinosaur, and I think that toy is the only toy I actually regret giving away. So, but 
I th- I've thought about it for several years, and it was only until this year when I realized I could probably find the thing on eBay. So my Christmas promise to myself is to go through eBay and find this silly red plastic dinosaur toy with its old-fashioned The Lost World pose and its pointy tail that I remember poking my brother in the eye with more than once. And yeah, that's the the only toy I actually think I want for Christmas. Alright, bye. Thanks for the podcast. Welcome to the Sea Jurassic Right Minisode. Merry Rarmus. It's your host, Stephen Ray Morris. We're back. It feels like it's been forever. I've missed you all. Uh, first off, wanted to thank Sabina for her lovely intro voicemail. Um, so many hashtag relatable things. Um, you know, <sighs> there's so many things that I regret uh, giving up. Or getting rid of as a kid that, you know, I thought were too kiddish or whatever, or, you know, thought I was willing to move on. Um, Still regret that N64 giving up, but maybe one day um, I'll have it back. And uh, also the idea of buying toys that you uh, got rid of on eBay as an adult. There's something very powerful about um, obviously being able to buy something you wanted as a kid with your own money. But I think it's a delicate balance. So, but I hope that you find this red dinosaur and uh yeah i'm curious to know what it exactly was maybe we can get the word out to see uh you know see if we can find it you know put a search on put it on the side of a of a milk carton and uh, we'll make it happen but um yeah it's the holidays and uh a lot's been going on um thanks everyone for dealing in the 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 the, i i don't feel like it's been slower but you know just not podcasting as regular with sjr in this in the off season um but i'm recording a lot this week lots of really fun special things for the holidays and stuff like that and just getting up into gear um i'm just definitely (laughs) there's been so many changes and so many crazy things going on in my life personally in the last month or two um, and it's only going to keep getting interesting and fun and wild and weird and, and really cool. Um, but I'm moving uh, soon, so that's going to actually really help um, kind of give me the resources that I need to really kick season two into high gear, as well as new recording locations, all that stuff. Um, so I'm really excited. All of it's really good news overall. And so that's what makes me really happy. Um, about going into uh, 2019 for Sea Jurassic Right. I think it's only going to be bigger and better. So thanks everyone for your patience in these. We're, we're in the like, we're in the cool, fun off season right now, but um, still lots of exciting things going on um, that I want to talk to you about today. New things that have been going trips, you know, my trip to Chicago, um, going to Universal Studios with my mom, uh, some JW3 stuff that's interesting to talk about. And again, everybody's um, Christmas uh, voicemails and stuff that I'm really excited and emails to share with you. So um, also I wanted to say this month's question up top again to get your brain thinking about it so that at the end of the episode, you can just pick up the phone and call 323-688-6969 or email cjurassicright at gmail.com to share with me 
in one sentence, tell me what your favorite dinosaur is and why. Um, I really want to, I feel like kicking off 2019 with a fun dinosaur question uh, is just kind of what I'm in the mood for. Um, you know, we're not necessarily, there's going to be JW3 news going into 2019, but I, I really think that the, you know, the kind of high gear news probably won't start until 2020. So just knowing the history of the franchise and, and you know, how the movie cycles and stuff work. But um, yeah, I wanted to start off with a fun dinosaur question. So uh, yeah, I'll uh, repeat it at the end of the show and looking forward to hearing what your thoughts are. Um, but let's get back to the holidays. The SGR gift exchange is going on right now. I'm super excited. Everyone's going to be hopefully getting their stuff, um, you know, in the coming days, even maybe this weekend after something like that. Um, you know, shipping may vary. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, what I'm hoping for is uh, everyone. Um, you know, when you get your gift from the gift exchange, if you were going to post on social media, use the hashtag SJR gift exchange. It'd be really awesome to see what everybody got each other. Uh, I'm really excited to see what somebody got me and I'm really excited to share, um, you know, what I got my person. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> I will say I got this Jurassic advent calendar, but as of this recording, it's still unopened. I know I'm super fail. The other super fail is I haven't seen the Lego prequel that aired on M NBC, uh, I believe I was, was I in Chicago or I was just leaving for Chicago um, before it aired? And I admit I still haven't seen it yet, but um, let me know what you think of it. I mean, uh, in the group, the uh, Sea Jurassic Ride Facebook group, it seemed like everybody liked it. Um, the Lego, the Lego writers are really good at kind of lending a self-awareness uh, to their Jurassic um like they're, you know, just to the Jurassic property that's really kind of fun and, you know. It kind of blends childlike and adult-like humor in a way that I think is really cool. Um, but yeah, so I haven't seen it yet, but let me know what you think. Um, I wanted to mention that, again, speaking of toys and holidays, the um, there's the uh, TOTY uh, Toy of the Year Awards, and um, you can vote for the Mattel Jurassic World line. Um, I think all of us, you know, even if we weren't as happy with Fallen Kingdom, I think everybody can agree that the Mattel really knocked it out of the park with the property. And I think the Mattel toys are going to be really the enduring legacy in getting it so that they are Jurassic Park toys in stores at all times, like when we were kids, um, and maybe even more so. So I think that's really awesome that they were able to create an atmosphere where I can just go to Target and, you know, see Jurassic Park toys again, seeing dinosaurs on the shelves. It's awesome. So um, I'll include a link to that um, toy award, toyawards.org. Um, but yeah, I'll include a link in the notes if you want to go vote for uh, Mattel for doing that, because I think they really deserve some kudos for their creativity. Um, and then a couple other things. Again, I'm trying to do some dino news and some kind of Jurassic or dinosaur or community members worth following. And so um, I've mentioned her name a bunch here before, but I wanted to point out again because she did a really fun uh, project with her with her Instagram um, grotesque egomania, uh, Marissa Mortati, who took those wonderful photos, um, who ran the photo booth um, for the Sea uh, Jurassic Right uh, trivia night back in June. Um, but she, yeah, she has like a really fun, cool, uh, makeup and, and just, you know, 
art, I guess is the right word. Like just with her makeup and, and wigs and costumes and things like that. She did a really great Nedry costume, a really brutal, uh, beautiful, brutal and beautiful Nedry costume um, and makeup thing back in October. But the thing that I wanted to shout out again today or, you know, shout out um, is uh, <laughs> Easy Breezy Beautiful Clever Girl. And so she basically took the blue hands, the ones that I wore at the MFM show and did a full makeup kind of a montage music video of her literally applying all this beautiful, cool makeup, but using the raptor claws. And I think it's really cool. It has to be seen to be believed. So I just wanted to give um, Marissa a shout out, um, Grotesque Ecomania on Instagram. And yeah, it's a really, it's a really fun video, really cool. Um, and it's just, I mean, she's just insanely talented. So um, you should definitely check out her Instagram for that. And then I wanted to dive into a bit of dinosaur news um, that uh, a few people shared. Uh, Brenna and um, aka Bonnie Puns and Beeksels, aka Beeksels, um, as well as Karen Kilgarev <laughs> sent me this. She's like, ooh, shiny, uh, uh, sent me this uh, the other day. And um, so the it's a National Geographic. Um, I mean, I'm sure all y'all have seen it making the rounds, but basically um, there have been these opal filled fossils um, that have revealed a new dinosaur species. And so, yeah, this article is by John Pickerel um, in National Geographic. And so there is a new species of dinosaur called Wewariasaurus uh, pobeni. And um, it's like a little uh, kind of reminds me of a Hispilophodon if you've read the Jurassic Park books. Um, and but yeah, their fossils are opalized, which is really cool. It's just got that beautiful shimmery color. Um, and it's just kind of the, the I think the article is just interesting because it's that kind of convergence of, you know, this interesting aspect of fossilization. Um, you know, in the way that our earth is so powerful and amazing that it can crush rocks and pressure to create gems and minerals and stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, I thought all this stuff was very interesting as well as discovering new fossil species. So, um, yeah, it's a really cool thing. I'm not going to go too in depth in the article, but it was in Australia and, um, yeah, I mean, it's just interesting that again, it's just, these fossils are like gems almost essentially or minerals or um i am not <laughs> i am not the common descent nor am i kelly Sci-Tech gemologist but uh who definitely know more about this stuff than i do but there's a lot of pretty pictures and um yeah it's more and it's just again interesting that um that kind of an important part about this species is it's kind of helping fill in the gaps when all the land masses were splitting up um, in the, I believe, let's see, these dinosaurs existed, um, I think it was said 450 million years ago. Um, do, do, do. Mm, 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 beep, boop, bop. Ah, yes. Around 96 to hundred million years ago. Um, and so, yeah, so there's just lots of stuff going on. Um, but again, opal fossils, which is really cool. And it actually reminds me, I forget if it was at the Smithsonian or the Field Museum. I mean, I didn't see this on my trip, but um, in the Gem Hall, which is another place that I usually like to go when I go to natural history museums, 
Um, there was opalized fossils there of an ichthyosaur, which is like the marine reptile that's kind of like a <laughs> dark universe version of a dolphin. Um, and so I, I had already seen this kind of opalized fossil situation, but the one on these um, uh, Wewariosaurus is just kind of really cool and even sparklier. Um, yeah, it's very cool. I mean, I hope my bones sparkle one day, question mark. Anyway, moving on. Uh, but yeah, I'll include the article, uh, the the Nat Geo article in the notes. So if you want to read the whole thing, check it out there. Um, and then the other sort of uh, big Jurassic news or big dinosaur news or big kind of piece up front that I wanted to share was a really cool photo that Colin Trevorrow uh, shared on Twitter. Um, and this was, uh, oh, well, this was in July, but uh, he shared it in November. Um, and it was a picture of uh, himself and uh, screenwriter Emily Carmichael. Um, it says, the caption says, story meeting with at Emily Carmichael, Nims, 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 oh gosh, Nims, France, uh, July 12th, 2018, hashtag Jurassic Park 6. So there's a lot to chew on here when you're in the early days, when you're just looking for those scraps of news and things to talk about. But um, I think obviously a lot of people, their biggest question was, or their biggest takeaway from this uh, was more of the idea of it being hashtag Jurassic Park 6, which as a lot of people pointed out, isn't really anything new. Colin Trevorrow has been known to tag Jurassic World related stuff with the park and the, you know, the higher numbers, Jurassic Park 4 being Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom being Jurassic Park 5. Um but, you know, it's just cool, you know, because it's that idea of them wanting to kind of treat uh, the third Jurassic World movie as sort of the capper in a in a Jurassic saga. But, I mean, we'll see how much that actually goes into play. But I think obviously people, I mean, we're all still hoping for Laura Dern and Sam Neill to come back as well as have Jeff Goldblum come back so that you know the original trio somehow make an appearance and a contribution to this new trilogy and have all those worlds kind of collide so um and with the kind of globe you know or you know at least now that dinosaurs aren't on an island anymore it's it just seems like it's more possible um but i also wanted to point out too that i think it's really cool of colin um well i, I don't know if it's cool of but it, i mean i think it's cool but it's just that idea of like um, so far, it seems like he's really, uh, you know, pushing Emily, um, you know, front and center in that way of being like, uh, you know, Fallen Kingdom had uh, Jay Bayona. And so with Colin Trevorrow returning as director for uh, the sixth uh, Jurassic Park movie in the third Jurassic World movie, the new element in this uh, Jurassic cocktail this time is going to be Emily Carmichael. And it seems like he's really kind of, you know, sort of pushing her into the spotlight. And I wouldn't be surprised if that she becomes a big part of the sort of marketing and, and sort of really selling the, the next Jurassic film, which I think is really cool. Um, again, she worked on Pacific Rim uprising and a couple other interesting projects, um, so I, I'm excited. I think that's really cool. I think it's going to just change the energy a bit, um, for the next one. And I, and I'm really excited because, uh, Emily's super fun to follow on Twitter and, uh, Instagram and stuff. So, um, yeah, you should definitely be following Emily Carmichael because she always is super interactive with all the fans and stuff. And so, 
Um, and she's very enthusiastic and yeah, I'm hoping that, um, her energy really kind of, you know, as well as, you know, paying homage to all the, you know, our classic Jurassic, but really kind of infuses it with a more, um, you know, just a new life and just kind of ends the ends, you know, what may be the end of all these Jurassic movies, um, with a, with a real bang. So, um, I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, let me know what you think. Uh, I mean, I really like these kind of like, I mean, it's like a silly post photo, like Colin's like sitting there in his shorts, like, yes, hmm. It was like, Emily is like sitting there in this chair, just like, you know, arms out, like probably, you know, it almost looks like she could be holding two action figures as two dinosaurs, like, you know, or, you know, a dinosaur eating a person or whatever. But um, it's a cool photo. So, uh, yeah, I'll include a link again in the notes. Um, a couple other things. Uh, Brennan and I saw the Lego blue, uh, like the big statues at the discount toys at a discount toy store in Burbank. It was very strange. I was like, why is this thing just sitting here? Because um, it seems like it's. You know, it's this beautiful Lego statue of blue, like at Universal Studios at JP25 um, earlier this year. I don't know if it's the same one, but I just thought it was very interesting. Um, but yeah, let's get into Chicago. So Chicago is really awesome. Uh, obviously, last month uh, we had the Field uh, Museum meetup um, at the Naturalist Museum there in Chicago. Oh, my God, it was such a blast. Um but um, I wanted to mention one thing really quickly before that. So I obviously went to Margaritaville in Chicago with my sister um, and uh, my friend Carly Petreski. She we actually it's funny. Um, last Christmas, she had a really great um, voicemail for the Christmas episode for the toy episode. So you can go back and check out that. Um, but it was so funny. We went to the Margaritaville, which is on the Navy Pier, I believe it's called, where, you know, it's kind of just like a tourist trap, essentially. But the Margaritaville there also is like we went the day before uh, Thanksgiving and it was just so eerily quiet. And just the way that we were kind of looking at it, like I was almost thinking of it as like, this is like the like the, you know, the original Jurassic Park where it's like last call, you know, for the dock uh, or, you know, last call, um, drop what you're doing and leave now. Like it had that kind of vibe almost as if like, you know, everybody has left and, you know, like the three of us were like the last people at the bar before it closed, um, you know, before the hurricane closed in or almost like eating there when Jurassic is abandoned, like how they showed the um, Margaritaville um, in Fallen Kingdom kind of busted and destroyed. So it was kind of fun to do that, um, do a little uh, kind of <laughs> quiet, lonesome Margaritaville. But it, we definitely had the Jurassic like vibe in our head when we were there so it was a good time um also wanted to mention i got to hang out with aganashka um who has um i read a email of hers last minisode i believe um and uh yeah so we went to a bulls game with my sister and uh we went to some bar afterwards and there was a six foot turkey rexy like on like a drawing board on this this bar in Chicago called Bangers and Lace. It was very random that we, you know, uh, somebody else from the Jurassic community and we're all going to this bar and then there's like a Jurassic Park related thing on the wall. So I thought that was really cool. Um, so Field Museum Meetup. Really, really, really want to say thank you to Jane Grossman um, who interns in the anthropology department at the Field Museum. She was really kind enough to essentially be our guide 
for the museum meetup. I mean, thank you everyone so much for coming. I mean, really, it was overwhelming how many people showed up um, who wanted to walk around at the, you know, at the field museum and see dinosaurs with me for the day. It was super special and it just made it, and everyone was so chill and we just, you know, we met at Maximo, um, the, uh, you know, the new sauropod at the field museum that took the place of Sue, but don't worry, Sue's not gone and Sue's actually coming back. So, uh, but yeah, so we, um, you know, it was, it was just super fun. I mean, I mean, you know, the, the field museum has its own dinosaur hall that kind of takes you through, well, it's not even just a dinosaur hall. It's essentially, it starts with like, you know, in the beginning, you know, there was just space and the big bang and all that stuff. Well, there wasn't space, there was big bang and then there was space. Um, (laughs) um, but then it kind of takes you through the evolution of life, you know, and then it peaks with the, the dinosaur hall and then you go through, you know, ice age and all that other stuff. But, um, obviously we were there for the dinosaurs. Um, and so, uh, we kind of, yeah, we, we started at Maximo, um, and then, uh, we went, uh, got up, uh, we went upstairs and we got a selfie with Maximo, uh, and then we, um, excuse me. And then we went to, uh, the evolution of life hall. And again, it was just such a fun day of just kind of casually walking through and getting to meet everybody and getting a chat and just kind of, you know, there's just so much fun stuff there. I mean, just with, you know, you know, whether it's the the little pronunciation guides of the dinosaurs, where if you go up to any fossil uh, display of the dinosaurs, you can hear how they pronounce. So it's like, Pelosawalophus, like it's super precious because it's just little kids reading the dinosaur names. Um, and yeah, so we're just walking around and checking everything out and it was super fun. Um, and yeah, we got to see a little preview of Sue. So Sue is coming back, I believe 12, 21 uh, 18, they're going to have their own display, uh, totally brand new and stuff and kind of a specific space just for them. So, uh, I really need to get back to Chicago already. And so I can check it out. Uh, but yeah, so we went through that. Um, and then we went to the Antarctic dinosaurs exhibit, which was so fucking cool because if you don't know, I'm also obsessed with Antarctica. It's one of the, my, I, I it's like on the bucket list of things I need to do in my life going to Antarctica is number one that is the most important thing I hope to do one day um if you can get me there hit me up uh (laughs) uh but uh yeah so what what what's so cool about it was it's not only talking about dinosaurs that were found in Antarctica um Crylophosaurus which is like a really cool um it's kind of like related to Dilophosaurus a little bit. And it's got like an interesting head crest and stuff. Um, and there was a couple sauropodomorphs and other interesting uh, dinosaurs. Sauropodomorphs are like proto-sauropods. Um, so they're like, they're like good boys. You know, they're just like kind of tiny and they can kind of go up on their hind legs. They're not like totally sauropod-like. They're a little bit more stubbier, um, you know, lower down in the evolutionary line, essentially. Um, but... Uh, you know, to see those dinosaurs to kind of imagine what the world would be like when obviously uh, Antarctica wasn't necessarily snowy back then. There was jungles. But as as uh, the Common Descent pod has talked about, just that idea, though, that maybe there were times where this forest was completely in darkness. And it's like, well, how did that ecosystem work if six months out of the year it was like dark almost 24-7? So um, the exhibit kind of not only shows what kind of dinosaurs lived there and other creatures, but maybe what life was like, maybe what Antarctica was like then. 
Um, but also a big part of it is just the monumental process that it would take to dig up dinosaur bones down in Antarctica, which is also very fascinating because, you know, Antarctica is a desert essentially that's covered in ice. And so there's just so much more that you have to be so much more delicate, but also um, hard, sturdier and hardier and stuff to do it down there. Um, I wish I could have gotten a chance to go through it again because it's just so much information, but it's so cool. And I'm really hoping that it shows up somewhere else because it's a temporary exhibit. So um, I would love to see it again, but it was super awesome. And I believe it's ended already or it's ending, you know, within the month uh, in Chicago. So if you're in Chicago now or in the area, um, definitely go check it out. Um, and then afterwards we went to a really great, uh, I believe it's called do six. And there's like a, um, there's a bar downstairs called the punch room and they, at midnight, they feed the fish, David blowy and give everybody a shot. Um, it was such a great time. Shout out to Renee, um, who, uh, you know, you know, in the group and everything, we hung out a bunch and yeah, everyone was just so nice. Um, again, it was just such a great time and I hope everyone who went had a great time. Um, and I really want to do more of these, uh, meetups and stuff. It was super fun. Hopefully I can arrange to do one in LA, um, <laughs> or San Diego or, you know, any of the various places. And then, yeah, if I'm going, you know, I'm going to PodX, um, which is a podcast convention in Nashville in May. So maybe I'd arrange something there. Uh, but yeah, let me know. Uh, I, yeah, I just want to do more stuff like that. Just go see dinosaur bones with all my friends, you know? So, um, I had a really great time. Um, and then, uh, briefly I want, I'll mention, um, it's more percast related, but, um, I went up to Milwaukee with, uh, Megan Lincott and Justin Devine, um, very amazing, talented artist. Megan does the percast t-shirts. Um, and I got to meet Lillian Joan, another really talented artist. We went to a cat cafe called Sip and Purrs, as well as checking out where Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment was. Um, but it was so nice at Sip and Purrs, the, the cat cafe, the one of the women working there is a huge Jurassic Park fan. So I got to be like, hey, I do a Jurassic Park podcast. So uh, I can't remember your name, but um, yeah, hopefully you're checking it out and you're enjoying it. So but it was fun to chat with you about Jurassic Park for a bit. So got to squeeze in all my got to squeeze in all my interests, you know, um, while I was there, you know, listening to Jimmy Buffett. Uh, talking about dinosaurs and seeing true crime sites and getting to pet some kittens. So my trip um, out to Chicago and Milwaukee was a blast. And I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, it's becoming my new Thanksgiving tradition to go out there and visit my sister who lives there. So uh, hopefully I can do it again next year. Um, I probably will do it again next year. I mean, you know, it's going to happen next year. So uh, that was super fun. And yeah, I always, yeah, Chicago is just like the coolest city on the planet. So, um, yeah, and that was really fun. And also I wanted to mention that yesterday, actually, I'm recording this, um, the day before it comes out, I got to go to Universal Studios, uh, with my mom. So my mom was in town ever so briefly. Oh, got to mention one thing. Um, it's so funny because I take, uh, I love the Mattel uh, dinosaur minifigures, and so I always bring one with me. And I love how everyone, there's so many people in the group now bringing their dinosaurs with them and, you know, taking photos everywhere. Renee, Maddie, 
um, you know, and just sharing them, you know, sharing their adventures and stuff like that. And so, um, I was, I was mad though. I've, I brought Rexy with me to Chicago and I didn't bring her to the field museum, you know, to meet Sue. Uh, but there's the Brachiosaurus fossil, um, you know, a uh, skeleton, um, at the Chicago O'Hare airport. So I got to get a little, uh, pick with, uh, Rexy there. So anyway, I wanted to mention that very briefly, but yes. So yesterday I went to Universal with my mom, obviously the Jurassic Park, the ride is closed. So we weren't going to do that. Um, but, uh, you know, it's interesting. My mom was like, cause I basically, that's my Christmas gift for my mom. Cause usually, cause she lives in Oregon. And so, you know, I went this past August, but, um, you don't go for Christmas because it's too expensive to fly out there. So this is a chance, you know, this is basically my Christmas gift from my mom for my mom. So I took her to Universal Studios for the day, but um, she grew up in L.A. So she had been going to Universal Studios, you know, since she was a kid. Although we were trying to remember what Universal Studios was before. I mean, you know what it was in the 60s and 70s, just because so many of the rides, the classic rides we think of E.T. Backdraft. Uh, Back to the Future, those are all 80s movies. So it's like, what was there before? But she mostly just remembers going on the studio lot tour. So that makes a lot more sense, like the King Kong and all that good stuff, the OG King Kong. Um, But she was also like, yeah, back in the day, Universal Studios uh, cost $10. And I was just like, what? No way. Um, But a lot of big, but so, so even though, uh, the, so uh, no, it was funny. It wasn't crowded at all. So we pretty much went on every ride. Um, the mummy was my mom's favorite ride. Uh, <laughs> but we went on the studio tour and we got to see some insane things. I mean, if you were following me on social media, you saw the other yesterday that, um, so obviously they are now in high gear working on the new Jurassic ride. Um, that's replacing the old Jurassic park ride. Um, you know, the entire wall, or the entire like base where the sort of when you go up and then you're about to go down the drop, all of that is like being repainted and there's sort of, you know, it's covered in scaffolding and stuff. Um, so that was kind of our first indication that things were changed. The, uh, 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 so, but before we got down there, we went on the studio tour and, you know, it's this thing you're like learning, you're like, oh, boom, 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 seeing tour guides, things, interesting thing happening. Here's the voice, you know, uh, uh, superstore. And then I turn and I see construction dudes bringing out the letters from the, I'm gesturing with my hands, um, bringing out the actual fucking lit up letters that were on the gate at the entrance to the ride. And they were like literally sitting on the side of the road, like ready to be like chucked in the bin. Um, and so who knows what they're actually doing with it? You know, I mean, I'd love to say that I dug it. I went out afterwards and dug in the trash can uh, to find the letters. But um, <laughs> I like Chris Pugh uh, from Dress Scout Post. He, his, his gift response was the Indiana Jones. This belongs in a museum. Um which is so true. So hopefully they're going to do something cool with it. I hope they don't just throw them away. I mean, it's such a piece of history. Um, and the Jurassic Park ride as, you know, when I did my, uh, uh, my episode last time about the Jurassic Park ride, about how important, um, the Jurassic Park ride, um, was to a lot of people. And since I got my pass this last year, I've really come to fall in love with the ride. Um, and was very, felt very lucky. I got to see its final days, but, um, 
yeah, so not only that, seeing the letters being taken away, uh, but uh, the Spinosaur disappeared also a few days before the ride closed back in September, and it basically popped up like out of nowhere um, on the Studio Lot tour ride. So um, they've been just kind of throwing more and more Jurassic pro- props, um, you know, from the boat in JP3 and the Pteranodon cages to the trailer from the Lost World to the Jeeps um, and the Explorers in Jurassic Park, uh, the Gyrosphere, uh, uh, the Dilophosaurs, that's, you know, the spitting ones from the ride. So they're basically, it's like this like dinosaur, not even dinosaur, but, you know, dinosaur and vehicle graveyard um, on the backlot tour. And so the Spinosaur has found a new home there. So um, I feel, I mean, it's such a, I mean, you know, it's one of Stan Winston's kind of final hurrahs. And so, uh, uh, you know, as far as his involvement with the Jurassic franchise. So it was really great to, to see that they had found a home for the Spino. The Spino lived. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, oh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we just, you know, my mom and I basically got to do so much cause it's just the holidays and it wasn't as crowded and it was cold and stuff and it had just been raining. So it was a pretty empty park, which was nice. Um, we, uh, uh, yeah, my mom, you know, again, my mom's sort of like, what, what do you want for Christmas? Which I, I haven't really wanted a lot of stuff just cause I'm moving. So I'm going to be packing and stuff soon. But, um, uh, <laughs> she got, I actually have it right behind me right now, but, um, just a Jurassic blanket, just like a simple Jurassic blanket, but it's pretty cool. And it keeps me warm at night. Um, and then uh, we met up with Brenna and uh, we did not go to Margaritaville uh, because I'm kind of sick of it, to be honest. No, um, I love Margaritaville. Love me some Jimmy Buffett. Uh, I managed to get a Jimmy Buffett drop into uh, the moon episode of Ologies, which is really fun, a Mally Ward's podcast. But yeah, just wanted to try something different. You know, again, it's during the holidays and, you know, it's kind of cold. So I was, you know, feeling something more festive and um, stuff like that. So anyway, uh, but, you know, there's always going to be a Margaritaville to go to. So, you know, uh, you know, and that'll be my summer all summer next year. So, uh, you know, plenty to look forward to. Uh, but yeah, those are kind of my really big adventures, you know, sort of Jurassic related, uh, adventures for the month of November, you know, end of November, December. Um, so let's get into some fricking emails. Uh, no, I'm super excited, uh, to read a couple of emails. The actual, um, first email I wanted to read is from, um, Tanisha, who's, uh, who I know from, She's a big uh, Percast fan and really involved in the group there. Um, and I just wanted to read this email really quickly. She's like, help me, Stephen, for I am a noob. She says, Stephen, I need your guidance. I've only ever seen the first Jurassic Park movie, and I want to watch the rest of them. Do you have any advice going in? Should I watch them in the order they were released? Is it all one big series? Are some of them remakes? I don't understand any of this stuff right now, and I'm so, so f- far behind the times. Sincerely, a Percast listener who wants to expand her horizons, Tanisha. Um, thank you, Tanisha, for your email. Um, I, you know, I mean, the, the easy answer is just watch them in order. I mean, they are all technically part of one saga. Um, you know, you might hear some people kind of sort of, I mean, obviously the Lost World and JP3 are canon, but the, uh, the Jurassic World movies have just leaned more heavily on, um, kind of connecting themselves more to the original movie 
And so the Lost World and JP3, because they take place on Isla Sorna, have kind of, again, they're they're just as, um, you know, they're the things are just as real that happened in them. Um, and I would say that Fallen Kingdom has had, had a, a, you know, and even Jurassic World had a few nods to the Lost World. And obviously, you know, Ian Malcolm's character is such a big part of it and stuff. But, um, you know, in term, you know, the it it's almost like, you know, if we think about the Star Wars saga, you know, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom are super connected. And then you would almost think of Lost World and... Well, you know, I actually I disagree. I actually take that back. The I think the Lost World is like somewhere between being kind of like a Rogue One and, you know, um one of the Star Wars movies. I I think there's I mean, obviously the Lost World has Malcolm and it has sort of the themes of Hammond and stuff like that and his and you know, in his kind of role and taking dinosaurs off the island. So there's a lot to be connected, but um this is just a very long-winded w- way of saying that um uh, just watch them all in order. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, watch them all in order. They're released. I think it helps. Um, there's not, I don't, I can't think of any sort of, um, you know, interesting alternative viewing order other than maybe you could watch, you could skip JP three, but I mean, I wouldn't cause JP three is super fun, obviously. But yeah, I think Dress Park's actually pretty straightforward because um, there is definitely better ways to watch the Star Wars saga than necessarily the the in order of chronology. But with Jurassic Park, I think it's pretty straightforward. Um, so yeah, but if anybody has any wild and wacky alternative ways of watching uh, this the Jurassic Park movies, I would love to hear about it. Uh, so um, yeah, thanks, Tanisha. Um, now let's get into some Christmas. Let's start with um, just two emails, and then um, we'll go into to some voicemails to close it out. Uh, so the first email is from Sarah. So, all right. So Sarah said, uh, went a bit overboard this year. Um, she says, hello, friends. Love the show. This is my first year. My husband and I will be home together and able to decorate for Christmas, so we had to get a lot of decor since we had none. Since he's been busy at work and I am between shows right now, I work at as a stage manager and props builder. Whoa, that's cool. He gave me free reign with the tree. <laughs> I'm just my favorite gif is the mischievous Patrick gif from SpongeBob, where he's like, <laughs> um, his only requirement was that we had some red ornaments because that's what he grew up with. Oh, um, me too. Uh, so while he was out of town, I set to work to achieve my Christmas theme goals, a very Jurassic Christmas. I'm still working on some details, but the tree is finished and I thought I should share it here. Uh, normal tree, right? Wrong. Um, oh, wow. So like, so Sarah zooms in and there, I mean, all the ornaments, it's. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, it's it's a very aesthetically pleasing tree um, that has some red ribbon and some red and white ornaments. And then you see shapes. And as you kind of like zoom and enhance, you know, she says, take a closer peep and you can see my additions. And they're kind of these beautiful textured uh, uh, dinosaurs, including Parasaurolophus and Styracosaurus. Um, she says, the photos don't do a great justice, but I found cheap dinosaurs and painted them white with a sparkle opal opal we were just talking about it then added the screws and the metal hooks wow that's so cool uh my mother came to dinner on tuesday and didn't even notice until i said something she wasn't pleased when she realized what they were uh there may have been comments about being a responsible adult but i don't care yeah fuck you mom just kidding um anyway i uh, am waiting right now for my stocking holders to dry otherwise i would share their t-rexes with a similar treatment Ooh, hope you like um zim Thank you again, Zim. That's so cool. Um, I'll share the photos on social because uh, I want to DIY some Jurassic, some dinosaur Christmas ornaments. But um, yeah, so cool. Thank you, Zim. Um, so this next email is from Marissa. And she says, I'm dreaming of a JP Christmas. And uh, this is a really cool story. I'm excited to share it. Um, so Marissa is Velocirissa, which was the uh, artist that I shared on last month's mini-sode. So go back and listen to that if you haven't. Velocirissa on Instagram. So uh, check her out. But um, she sent a dress Park Christmas story. So yeah, I'm dreaming of a JP Christmas. She says, hi, Stephen. Super excited uh, about the prompt for this mini-sode. A bit lengthy, but here we go. As far back as I remember, I've received dinosaur themes. Dinosaur, Whoa. <laughs> Uh, dinosaur themed gifts for the holidays, but my most notable memory was from the Christmas of 1997. I was seven years old and Lost World had come out the same year. I have a younger sister and a younger brother. My sister wanted nothing to do with dinosaurs, but my little brother and I obsessed over them and watched our VHS copy of Jurassic Park constantly. Though we had a few of the original Kenner toys from the first film, we obviously wanted more and made a decision that year to ask for a joint gift from my mom and Santa. We asked that we asked that instead of getting a separate gifts, they pooled their money in Santa's magic, yes, magic, uh, and buy us as many Jurassic Park The Lost World toys uh, as possible, and we would share them. Pretty good negotiating, right? I think that's, I mean, look, you know what? I, I mean, I feel like that's pretty common amongst siblings who had similar interests, where it's like, let's just get... Uh, from even from a parent's perspective of like, let's just get them all the one thing that they can enjoy, like a video game system or something. Um, but anyway, when I think back to that Christmas, I feel the joy and excitement flush uh, all over again because we hit the mother load. That Christmas, Santa and my mom um, brought us the uh, baby Velociraptor and baby bought us the baby Velociraptor and baby Triceratops hatchlings, the attack roar Velociraptor, the Thrasher T-Rex and the bull T-Rex. Holy shit. Not to mention um, a paleontologist Barbie to go along with it. Spared no expense much. We played the entire day 
and years to come with our new load of JP toys. The best part of the story isn't just that we got our joint uh, gift of JP toys, uh, but that it spawned a new tradition with my siblings and I. Rather than ask for a bunch of individual gifts, we always decide on one thing that we we all wanted as a joint gift from my mom and Santa as the years progressed. That's oh, see here we go. That's how we got our PlayStation and our PlayStation Two, our pogo stick. Well, gosh, that must have been one expensive pogo stick. Um, our first DVD player, and even our family cats. Well, that is that is just like you know on the twelfth day of Christmas, you know. Uh, and a pogo stick and a pear tree. Anyway, um, as we've gotten older, the gift receiving became gift regiving. Every year, we tell our mom to use any gift money she has and buy herself something nice, uh-huh, which we contribute uh, funds to as well. Some examples of her gifts have been uh, a restored vintage record player, a vacation in Nashville. Wow, look at all these connections. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, I wonder what her, uh, if she has any wrecks for when I go in May. Let me know. Um, concert tickets and more. I'd like to think that the immense desire we had as kids to immerse ourselves in all things dinosaur related ultimately brought uh, about a holiday tradition that brought my family together and gave us an opportunity to pay it forward to my mom. Never let it be said that an obsession with the past can't bring about a better future. Oh, that's really sweet. I mean, it felt really good for me this year to because my mom's really not hard to shop for per se, but she just doesn't need a lot. And you know, so it felt really nice to be able to, you know, gift her the the gift of taking her to Universal Studios and for us to really uh, spend a day together. Because that's what um, is really important is that, you know, because just because everyone, you know, our lives are all so busy. It was nice to actually get to spend a full day, just me, just my mom and I. So I completely uh, can't, couldn't agree more. And I, I love that sentiment. Um, I love that sentiment, Marissa. And so. Um, and as if, and then she says, and quickly, as I've written a novel, I definitely want JP, JW gifts for Christmas. I still haven't gotten around to purchasing the evolution of Claire. So that's something I like to get my hands on. Also, Hot Topic has a huge selection of J, JP, JW shirts and some are more classic Jurassic while others a little more funky design, but either way, I could easily see myself spending uh, a wad of cash on all the t-shirts. Love your podcast. Love the Facebook group and love all the fellow Dino lovers out there. Um, Again, P.S. Thanks for all your support for sharing my art on social media and hope you have an awesome holiday season. Marissa, a.k.a. Velocirissa. Um, that's such a touching email, uh, Marissa. Thank you for sending it. I, uh, My sister and I never really pooled our gifts together, but I feel like our tastes are so different. But I, I really like that sentiment and, again, paying it forward or, you know, paying it back because uh, I had a funny experience where because uh, my mom is a grandma, but, you know, a step-grandma or whatever you want to call it to to um, her new husband's uh, grandkids. Um, and I remember one day she was like, damn, I can't believe we bought you all those Legos. They're so expensive. And I'm like, I know. Thank you. Because, uh, you know, it's, it's yeah, Legos are expensive. But um, I'm so thankful uh, that, uh, you know, I got a lot of the cool, t- you know, the, uh, this just made, I mean, again, the, the image of me as a kid playing with the visitor center and all the Jurassic Park toys, I'm still very thankful that I have that in my life. So, um, again, thank you, Marissa, um, for your lovely email. Um, and now let's listen to some voicemails. Uh, our first one is from from Roxy, who I have a little fun story to talk about um, once we listen to the voicemail. Hey, Stephen, 
it's Roxanne, aka Jude. It's Roxy. Haven't called in in a while. Um, you asked about Christmas presents or holiday presents and dinosaur themed, and I just wanted to share what my now husband got me for our wedding gift. The morning of our wedding, he sent up a box, and he got me a piece of a T-Rex tooth. <laughs> it is an actual fossil. Has like all the paperwork with it, but it is a necklace with a T-Rex. So little piece of a T-Rex on it. And it is super special if anyone wanted to get some ideas to get people some gifts. And I'm super excited about this gift exchange. I love giving gifts, so I look forward to it. And I hope to match with someone super fun to send you like a big old package. And I mean, if anyone wanted to meet up at the Los Angeles uh, Natural History Museum to go see dinosaurs for Christmas. I wouldn't hate it since I'll be in town uh, a couple weeks before. But keep doing your thing, Stephen. I love it. And happy holidays. Thank you, Roxy, for your lovely voicemail as always. And um, as I think people saw on social, uh, Roxy came out to LA. So it was so nice. We got to hang out uh, for a little bit. We got to grab um basically she met up with brenna um aka bonnie puns aka beaksels um <laughs> and uh they were hanging out and then i we kind of tag teamed it out um and we met up and had lunch and everything like that talking talking dinosaurs talking jurassic um she had her rad jurassic shirt pins you know dude it's roxy she's the coolest uh and then we went to target and obviously took a look at you know, we had to go find some dinosaur toys. So um, all too short. Wish we could have hung out for longer. Um, again, hopefully, you know, maybe next time we can go to the Naturalist Museum. But it was such a pleasure to meet Roxy. Um, everyone should follow her on Instagram. And uh, yeah, that's so cool about the dinosaur tooth. Um, so fucking cool. Um, just having fossils close to you just seems like such a kind of a, I don't know, is primal the right word but it just seems really cool so thank you again roxy for your uh for your voicemail and again it was so lovely to finally meet you so uh yeah it's great uh and so our next voicemail is from greg hello steven uh new listener first time caller answering your question about holiday gifts uh, I have recently had a huge research in my love for Jurassic Park. I recently read the books finally on suggestion from a friend, and I was, I'll be honest, I was scared it would make me like the movie less because of how much I love the books and how in depth they got. And nope, it's still my most favorite movie. Um, and so I started talking to people about it, and I was sent your way. I've been a fan of your work in a lot of other podcasts, but I just didn't know about this one. Uh, and I love it. Anyway, um, I am actually really looking forward to it, again, because I've had this new research of love for the series and for the franchise. Um, I'd, I'd really just love a classic Jurassic Park tee, you know? Great tee, classic logo, That's that would mean everything. So here's hoping. Uh, I've been dropping some not-so-subtle hints to my loved ones. But um, thanks for loving Jurassic Park as much as uh, all the – people with brains in their heads uh, again my name is greg cody uh you can follow me on twitter at g-r-e-g kodiak greg kodiak at greg kodiak i said that too many times bye 
Thank you, Greg, for your lovely uh, voicemail. Um, I mean, that's so exciting. It's really cool. It's it's I kind of feel like you it's it's you know, you love this thing and then maybe you step away from it for a while or something or you were just casual and then you kind of you know you're slowly you know all of a sudden you're listening to podcasts that are all about it and then you just become obsessed with something um you know check you know getting more involved in the world and stuff so i'm glad uh we're here for you and your you know brand new exploration of uh re-exploration of the franchise and of the movies and everything um yeah no it's nice and um yeah thank you for all the really nice compliments and um you just you know i just imagining you're just sort of like leaving dinosaurs around with like post-it notes in their mouth being like jurassic park t-shirt you know just very subtle hints um but i hope i hope they get the message and i hope on christmas if you want to you know share on social just like i want to see if you got your shirts i'm gonna i'm 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 invested now i need to know that if you got the jurassic shirts of your dreams so uh but yeah thank you so much greg i really appreciate your voicemail um and wow, we're already here at the end of the show. Uh, uh, this has been so much fun. It's been so much fun catching up. Um, ugh, I never feel like I feel like now because I'm only catching up with you guys maybe once a month. Um, but there are going to be lots more coming up in the you know next few weeks, days. Um, uh, you know, it's like I'm like, oh, have I have I said everything? Have I said thank you? You know, enough. Um, thank you again to everyone on Patreon. Uh, you know, uh, thank you to everyone who's listening, rate and review, telling your friends, all that stuff. Um, yeah, I'm like, you know, there's, there's definitely things I missed. Um, Chris Pugh actually made a gift guide. Um, so you should definitely check that out. He did a little gift guide. So there's still time, uh, you know, to get the Jurassic person, uh, in your life, um, gifts. Um, uh, you know, so if you want to go with that, do that. Um, for Jurassic Outpost, yeah, it was, it's a really cool gift guide, very in depth, very, you know, of all the cool stuff that's come out this year. Um, uh, but yeah, they're, uh, yeah, crazy. There's so much going on. Hopefully I didn't miss anything, but we've got two more, two more voicemails left. Um, and then we'll, uh, you know, sashay off into the, into the sunset. So, um, I want to play an email or voice email. <laughs> I want to play a voicemail from Jill. Hi, Stephen. My name is Jill Fela, and I'm from Chicago, Illinois. My t- Instagram handle is Jill Eats Chicago. Um, I was sad to miss you when you were here in Chicago. I just saw that online, and uh, my husband and I were actually in Kauai, which was fabulous, and we were doing all sorts of Jurassic Park stuff. So I had a I had a laugh about that. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to share some of my. Jurassic Park um, updates and insights, I guess, uh, with you. Um, so my husband and I are completely obsessed with Jurassic Park. Uh, I grew up watching it at my lake house in Wisconsin just about every weekend. It was one of the only three VHS tapes we had. So I watched the first movie pretty much every weekend for many, many years straight. Um, so I've seen it many a time. Um, and then this this Halloween, my husband and I actually dressed up as Ellie Sattler and Alan Grant, um, and no one really knew who we were. We needed a prop dinosaur, I think, to help people, but we got a lot of Indiana Jones guesses and Crocodile Dundee guesses. <laughs> 
Um, but then we we wanted to plan a trip to Hawaii, basically to do a lot of Jurassic Park tour stuff. Um, and so we booked the famous Jurassic Falls helicopter tour, uh, which is the only helicopter company that's allowed to land at the Jurassic Falls waterfall, which is the waterfall from the beginning of the first movie that the helicopter lands in. They actually set up basically a a fake helicopter landing pad on top of the water, which was really cool for the movie. Um, Our helicopter landed next to the waterfall in a a grassy knoll area. Um, But it was so cool to see the waterfall. It was absolutely gorgeous and definitely worth the splurge. It's not a cheap helicopter tour. It's probably the most expensive one on Kauai, but... Uh, as a fan of the movie, it was just a must. Um, I was just a little bit sad the helicopter didn't say Jurassic Park on the side, but that's okay. Um, I recovered from that. Um, what else did we do? We did this, well, we saw a few of the, you know, filming locations, of course. One of the ones we saw was the Jurassic Ranch, which is actually called Jurassic Kahili Ranch in Kauai. Um, and it's private property, as is the, I should have clarified this, the, the, the waterfall is also private pro- property. It's owned by the Robinson family, which owns the Forbidden Island as well. So that's why um, that's the only helicopter company that's allowed to land um, and that has permission to land there. Um, and then the, the Kahili Ranch is where they first see the uh, Brachiosaurus, I believe. I want to say Brontosaurus, but it was not a Brontosaurus. Um, that they first see, um, in that long, beautiful open ranch scene. Um, so we did see that ranch. It's private property, but we were able to sort of park and just take a look. It's, it's wide open space, so it's pretty easy to view. Um, that was really cool on Kauai. Um, and there's plenty more to see and do there, but um, just in the interest of time, I'll just say that for Christmas, I just purchased for myself a bright pink T-Rex vintage ornament um, for my pink Christmas tree, so I'm really excited about that. And um, I would love to go back to Kauai and see pretty much anything we missed from the movie, but um, I had some really awesome vacation for Jurassic park fans out there so thanks for listening adios bye thanks so much jill for your voicemail that's super cool that's so funny you were like i'm going to chicago to do jurassic dinosaur related things and you're like i'm going to hawaii going to Kauai. um i went to Kauai in 2007 and i got to see the gates i didn't get to see the waterfall so that's such a cool opportunity that you got to go um, and see where the waterfall was and where the, the Brachiosaurus Ranch was and everything like that. Um, yeah, I didn't get to, I didn't see either of those things when I was in Kauai, um, but I did see the gates and um, some stuff from J- JP3, if, as far as I remember. Um, but that's super rad. I mean, also, I've always wanted, I've never been in a helicopter, but I've always wanted to go into a helicopter. So that's really cool. Um, but I'll mention it right now, since we're talking about Hawaii and Kauai and all that great stuff. Um, uh, I'm going to Hawaii for Christmas this year. What crazy? Yeah, um, my uh, my sister and I convinced our dad to go somewhere to relax this year for Christmas instead of going somewhere that involves uh, a lot of 
work uh, being a tourist. Um, you know, <laughs> we just wanted to have a very relaxing uh, Christmas because my sister and I are both uh, workaholics. And so we just really wanted to do something more chill. So we managed to convince our dad to uh, take us to Hawaii. So I'm really excited because I'm going to the big island. I've never been before. And there's so much drastic stuff to do on the big island as well. Um, so if anybody has any wrecks, let me know. Um, you know, it's going to be a little bit limited since I'll be with fam, but, um, you know, if there's anything that I should see, um, I'm definitely looking into what kind of Jurassic tours are out there and what my options are. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited and I like the idea of your pink ornament Christmas tree. Um, I'd love to see a picture of that ornament. Um, Jill, if you, uh, if you'd like to share it, um, or maybe I'll check out your Instagram and see if it's on there. But um, yeah, I'm going to Hawaii this year. This will be really exciting. Uh, again, just making sure that everywhere I go, I have to do something Jurassic or dinosaur related because that is who I am. And I am not ashamed. But thank you again to everybody. Thank you, Tanisha. Thank you, Zim. Thank you, Marissa. Thank you, Roxy. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Jill. Um, thank you to everybody who I met at the Field Museum meetup in Chicago. Uh, and anybody I met in Chicago ran into, um, I had such a great time. And again, I really want to do another meetup, um, again in Chicago and, you know, wherever else I may travel to, it was super fun, especially when we can do stuff with dinosaurs. And again, um, with the gift exchange coming out, if you participated, love to see, um, what you got and, you know, if you want to use the hashtag, um, SJR gift exchange, that would be awesome. Again, go follow um, Marissa Mortadi on Instagram at Grotesque Egomania. Check out the Dino News. Tell me how the Lego prequel was, um, but I'm going to watch it. Um, and again, this month's question in one sentence, tell me what your favorite dinosaur is and why. I really want to see that. As, you know, I really want that to kick off my 2019 Dinosaurs All the Way. Uh, I'm super excited. Let me know what you want to see just uh, more of. Um, you know, again, you know, season two still cooking, but I, I'm hoping that when I move, I can really kick it in a high gear and get it started. So let me know what you guys are thinking, what you want to see more of. Um, there's going to be some fun stuff coming up in the next couple weeks, uh, days. So stay on the lookout for that. And now I wanted to end on a voicemail by Dusty. And so Dusty, she shared an email. Um, I also believe it was the last mini sewed, um, or maybe the mini said before that, um, uh, about her, uh, son who, uh, Azra, who, you know, she's getting into Jurassic Park and all that stuff. Um, and she obviously had this, you know, had an experience growing, you know, uh, you know, ha had a great love for Jurassic Park and the rest of the franchise growing up. So, um, yeah, go back and listen to that. She talks about being a Carnotaurus, um, and talks about her son and it's a very sweet and touching email. Um, and so she had a little bit of follow-up, a little bit of new stuff, for uh, this um, voicemail to close out the episode. So again, wanted to thank everybody um, for the support this year and for, I mean, 2018 really was a year Jurassic uh, more than more than any other and more than I could have hoped. Um, but it's we're just going to keep making it more Jurassic every day Jurassic. Uh, <laughs> so uh, again, thank you to everybody who uh, you know, was part of today's episode. Again, thank you, Sabina, for your lovely opening voicemail. Um, and yeah, thank you, everybody. Uh, you're all amazing. Hold on to those butts. And happy holidays. Eh? Eh? All right, let's play Destiny's voicemail. 
Hi, Stephen. This is Dusty in Salt Lake City. Um, I'm just calling for the Christmas um, uh, question, and I just want to give you a quick update. Um, we have let Ezra watch the Jurassic Park movies. He um, he did get to see Jurassic Park and Lost World. Not Jurassic Park 3 yet, but um, Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom. And he was so excited. He got... I think most of his answer, his questions answered uh, about the movies. Um, we're really excited for Christmas. Um, we've asked Santa for a Pteranodon, which, um, which I think Santa, uh, I think Santa got the message for sure. And um, and there, there are a couple other dinosaurs that he's asked for, like a Carnotaurus and a Dickie. Um So we've, we've, you know, pretty much taken care of that on our end, I think. And then. Um, as far as what I would want, I I really want some dinosaur cookie cutters. I've seen a couple that I really like, but um, I'm hoping that, that someone gets the hint at my house and and finds a way to find, get me some dinosaur cookie cutters. And um, I just wanted to share a cute little story with about Ezra's uh, first dinosaur that he got for Christmas. It was a few years ago, and um, we had already had our Christmas, and he got he had received a present later from his sisters and um and their mom and it was this really super cute um stegosaurus that walks and chomps and like the mouth opens and the tail moves and it was so cool because it was like to him he had a real dinosaur and it was the sweetest thing to see his little face light up that um that you know his sisters thought that much of him that they would send him this super cute stegosaurus that actually moved <laughs> anyway um i hope that you are having a great holiday season and i just wanted to wish everyone a merry jurassic christmas um yeah that's it and uh, thank you so much um for your podcast it's been really great listening to it and you can find me at um we dig dinos on instagram we try to share our uh, dinosaur adventures on there all right, great. Thanks, Steven. You can also interact with me and the show by following me on Twitter at Stephen Ray Morris and following SJR Pod on Twitter, See Jurassic Ride on Instagram, See Jurassic Ride on Facebook, or you can send me an email at SeeJurassicRide at gmail.com. Not only am I looking forward to talking to people about their Jurassic Park experiences and hearing yours, but I also am going to be sharing ephemera from my childhood and, oh God, I'm going to share the fan fiction uh, on there as well and pictures and toys and everything. It's going to be great. And I wanted to thank Caitlin Thompson and Tim Ruggery at ACAST, Molly McAleer, Heather Mason, Stephanie Cook, Sarah Iyer, and you. 
See Jurassic Right as an ACAST podcast. Check out the show on their mobile app. And thank you for listening. Until next time. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.